Hello everyone, I'm Adam. I'm Tara. We have what? a guest. The I guest am. is the gay loser that we all know and love, Brian. <laughs> oh, it's I thought that was me. <laughs> oh, I never called him I a gay called loser. him a gay loser. I'm aware. I that. How do you feel about that? That's fine. I'm used to it. I used you as a tool to get from one place to another in a game. That's all that it was. Too. You were not a loser, but that's, you were a, that's a gay. That's my love life. <laughs> Girl saying. used as a tool to get from one place to another. Oh, well, not mine. Okay. Nobody uses me as a tool because ain't nobody using me. So, how are you, Brian? I'm doing lovely. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be at Tara's house for the first time. Welcome. I love it. Where it is still Christmas. And where it is not quite a house. It's more like a hovel. <laughs> it's very nice. It's a very nice hovel. I love it. I do love it, too. It's coming together very nice. I lifted a bookcase up the stairs for her today. He did. It was my Christmas gift from him. It was. I'm very glad that I got to get it in my car. Now I have a bookshelf. It's great. It has you have three whole furnitures. <laughs> <laughs> We're also sitting next to her tree, which I also provided to her. Yes, Adam gave me that tree. And the lights. And some of the Oh, products. I gave you the lights, too. I you guess did. that's true. You did. You forgot about that. Very cute. Well, I have some little gifts that I wanted to give you guys on the podcast. Part uh-huh. of this, if you listen to us on Patreon, and in fact, this might have been only for Quen, so you might not even know about this, Brian, because you ain't a Quen. I ain't a Quen. I'm not, you a Quen, but not a Patreon You're not an Quen. official Quen. I'm a Quen, but I ain't a Quen. You're a backroom Quen. Backroom <laughs> Quen. I had a Harry Potter advent calendar. I'm going to pull things out of my bag here that are specifically Ooh. for you guys. So one of the days was coasters. Oh. Paper coasters. Love it. And there was one for each house. So you get Gryffindor. <gasps> and for some reason in mine, I had two Hufflepuffs. So you get two. Yeah. So Brian wins. Yes. What else do I have in here? That's fun. Yeah, you just never know what I'm going to pull out of my bag. Thanks, Oprah. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Please refer to me as Oprah for the rest of this episode. <laughs> I'm going to regret asking that every night. Okay, so the next thing that I have, one of the days, there were little ornaments. Oh. <gasps> one for each house. So oh. one, you guys are going to have to get, because I'm clutching this okay. glass of wine in my pussy. So little ornaments. Only one? Only one for Hufflepuff this time. <laughs> Tara Bitch. immediately puts it on a tree. Oh, I already took my tree down. It's right here by my sorting hat. Well, one of my sorting hats. I have three. Okay, and then the other stuff I have is not pertaining to houses. And some of it is a little bit weird. But Well, I'm really a little bit weird, so. There is a set of, they're technically mini postcards, but you're never going to put these in the mail, of like Hogwarts at Christmas time. Aww. And then the other option is a Harry Potter magical coloring book. Aww. One of you gets one of them and one oh, of you I gets the other. Oh. Oh, do you want the postcards? I don't want the color. I don't either. <laughs> I'm not artistic. Same. Well, we maybe one of you can learn. <laughs> can we share the, the postcards? Book. Sure, but one of you is taking this thing because okay. I don't want it. Okay, Fight that. amongst yourselves. And then the other two options is, and one of these is clearly way better than the other. So I think whoever is stuck with the postcard should get this Hedwig keychain. Oh, so cool. Because the other one is a bookmark, and it's Monster Book of Monsters bookmark, oh. but it's clearly just connected to a paperclip. That is, that is, yeah, it's just on a paperclip. So this is kind of shitty, know. but again, fight amongst yourselves. It's not a Hedwig. It's fine. And it's still like a cute little thing on a paperclip. It could be it worse. Is. So what did you guys bring for me? Well, today we are discussing <laughs> chapter 19, 19 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. 
Elf Tales. Okay, I'm too old for this show, but do you remember Dragon Tales? I was just gonna start singing yeah, that. I'm not kidding you. Since the last episode, when we were like Elf Tales, I wanted to be like, I don't even know how it goes, but Elf Tales, Elf Tales. Elf Tales. They're coming to town. That's where my Wow, so I, I love us all. I have never seen that show. Come on, kids, take my hand. Let's all go to Dragonland. Oh, whoa, so Brian like is fucked up. Brian <laughs> is fucked wow. up. Wow, Brian, you're perfect. Hey, computer, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> oh, I didn't even have a fun voice. I want to take a few moments to thank our amazing patrons. You all know who you are, but I like to hear your names. <laughs> but and... we're contractually obligated to say your names. We're contractually obligated to say your names, but you're always hearing Adam say your name, and today you're going to hear me say your name. So, congratulations. <laughs> I like the idea of, like, Tara's like, I want to acknowledge your patrons today. I just want to thank your patrons. You all know who you are. Transition music. <laughs> no, our patrons are. Brian, who is here? Nisi, Nicole, Layla, Jen, Ashley, Olivia, Mary Beth, Brittany, and Megan. Thank you guys. Yes. You guys are all awesome. Listen, our patrons know better than anyone how fucking unhinged we are. This is just a little taste. Uh, but you could be part of that group and deal with our unhinged bullshit all the time. Weekly extra time with us being who we are. And this week we play Guess Who? And Adam finally beats me. Wow, we give away everything. Spoiler That's alert. All. That's all. I mean, technically it. I beat her after every single recording yeah. session, but... <laughs> You're looking at me! You, we have a song about you beating Tara in the Basic Snitches discography. <laughs> so don't give me that look, Brian. <laughs> Before we do a Oh yeah, thing. what happened in the last chapter? Ron gets poisoned. Oh, yes. So, I mean... But I, I don't would... remember what else happens in the chapter outside of that. It's pretty much that. So, this could go any different way. Because Ron could lose because he had a bad day. Well, I'm going to say Harry's the winner. Harry's definitely the winner, I think, too. If I were doing it, I think it would probably be Romilda's the loser. But because it's Tara, it might be Ron because Ron had a bad day. So... I would say either Romilda or Slughorn. Well, Slughorn didn't really do anything bad. I mean, he got framed in a way, but... I mean, he gave Ron the poison. But he didn't know that it was poison. But he gave it to him. Also, isn't it alcohol that he's giving? Well, him? yes, we yeah. do have a whole thing in that episode about how he's... Yeah, we just give children alcohol in this. And by so we, we mean Slaghorn. <laughs> that's my reason for him losing, is he's giving underage children alcohol. The winner is Harry, for Makes all sense. the obvious reasons. Yeah. He saves um, the day. Once and again. the loser is Romilda, because mm. her She's choices are the catalyst for what happens to Ron. There is definitely an argument for Slughorn losing, not because he gives children alcohol or poison, but because he, as the professor and probably the best potions master in the whole series, freezes when a child is about to die. He has anxiety, maybe. He didn't expect that to happen. I do feel some, like, sympathy towards Slughorn in this moment. I I, I like Slughorn, and that's why I couldn't give him the loss. That's why I gave it to Romilda, because she literally was the catalyst for that happening. Mm -hmm. I just remember the first time I read that being shocked that he, as a professor, didn't respond. But you're right. I mean, like, who expects that to happen? Yeah. It's, so. It was just me, you know? 
All right. Well, I'm a rethink. Brian wrote a thing. Brian wrote a thing. About chapter 19. Yes, he did. (laughs) What if I opened this up and it was just like a poem about (laughs) Hufflepuff things? Oh, my God. Are you going to write a poem for your thing next? Absolutely not. And thing for chapter 19, Elf Tales. Everyone is visiting Ron in the hospital wing after his nighttime (laughs) oopsie-daisy. Harry tells the events of the evening to Fred and George, and they, Hermione, and Ginny all discuss who they think the poison may have been meant for. Ron, Harry, Slughorn, Dumble, regardless, it's hella sus. Hagrid shows up, soon followed by Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. Harry, Hermione, and Hagrid all leave the Weasley family to be with Ron, and on their way out, Hagrid lets it slip that Dumble is angry with Snape. Again, sus. Harry questions him, and Hagrid refuses to tell them anything. He then proceeds to tell them everything he knows. (laughs) Snape didn't want to do something anymore, and Dumbledore was like, that's too damn bad. Sounds like the grandpa in the movie Holes. That's too damn bad! I've never seen that movie, but... I saw that, like, 70 years ago. Who cares? too damn bad. When when they get back to their dorm, Harry's approached by McLaughlin. That was an autocorrect, but I'm not changing it. (laughs) Who is quite pleased. Ron is hospitalized, so he can play keeper at the next pitch match. Harry reluctantly agrees. The next day, the gossip about Ron's nighttime oopsie-daisy spreads quickly, and Harry is constantly berated by Lavender and McLaugh, which, I'm sorry... He does not deserve a whimsical fucking <laughs> nickname. I just didn't feel like typing it out. Well, I don't... Can we call him McBlah? <laughs> no, we can call him McDickface. How about Dick that? Face. Berated by Lavender, who also does have a nickname, by the way, and it's Purple Girlfriend. Purple Girlfriend and McDickface and is super fed up with it. Harry finds out that Ron has been pretending to be asleep whenever Purple Girlfriend goes to visit him, and Purple Girlfriend is clearly threatened by Ron's friendship with Hermione. Harry goes to visit Ron in the hospital wing before the Quidditch match, where he begs him to break up with Purple Girlfriend. On his way down to the Quidditch pitch, Harry runs into Malfoy and two girls who are going to probably have a threesome instead of going to the match. More sus, because Draco is gay. I added that part. Harry is almost late to the match because he's upset he can't join the threesome. Sports happen, and long story short, McDickface accidentally cracks open Harry's skull, and Harry wakes up in the hospital wing. Skull's cracked open, and no big deal here, but Quinn Pomfrey still wants Harry to stay overnight anyway. During the night, Harry comes up with an idea and summons Creature, who also shows up with Dobby, mid-lover's quarrel. He tells them he wants them to stalk Malfoy for him and give him updates so he can find out what he's up to. Creature is not happy at all to be doing this, and Dobby is a little too happy to be doing this. The end. Yeah, that was a good thing. Thanks. I like my thing. I like your thing, too. Thanks. All right, well, I'll leave. Angry sex, angry sex. You're gonna be angry? Have some angry Just sex. only Brian and I. Just us. Why, right why are you gonna be angry? We have angry sex, it's what we do. It's but you're not angry right now. I know, it's. it's we'll, we'll get angry. We'll get How? Because we're like the Hulk, we're always angry. If there's someone out of three of us who's always angry, it's me. Okay? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm clearly enraged right now. You are happy, people. I am so clearly furious. We were in the movie, the Disney Pixar one about the brain, people. Inside Out. That's what it's called. (laughs) The brain people. If we were that, let's be very clear. You would be joy. You would be sadness. (laughs) I would be anger. Or disgust. Ooh, wait, which one would I be? (laughs) And this brain would not have fear in it.
because we are fearless. Even if you haven't seen the movie Holes, it was like a famous sound on TikTok. The, okay. I'm tired of this, Grandpa. Well, that's too damn bad. That's from Holes? Yes. We've already said Holes too much in this episode for my liking. <laughs> that's how I pictured Dumbledore telling Snape, well, that's too damn bad. But that is probably very accurate, actually, right. to be honest. Okay, well, here's what happens at the beginning of this chapter. Everyone's in the hospital wing. Everyone in the hospital wing. Having a party. Pomfrey is very... But no more than six people. I mean, that's my kind of party. Right? No, no, that, no that more is than fair. six people. Yeah, Pomfrey's like, there's too many people in here, no more than six people. Also, who brought all the champagne? <laughs> I mean, she doesn't care about the champagne. Just, she cares just about cares the people. She cares about Hagrid. Did they have champagne? No. Was, no they had a party. Like, they probably did, because Fred and George were there. That's fair. They had a party, so there was champagne. Well, it's because Hagrid was there, and Madame Pomfrey doesn't know how to count. <laughs> Madame Pomfrey mistook Hagrid for, like, four people. Which is rude. Which is, it's rude, but it's probably accurate. I, I get mistaken for two people sometimes. It's fine. There are a lot of theories that are being thrown around here. And honestly, I think the one that makes the most sense is Slughorn is trying to be poisoned. Because the other ones, I think, are a little bit out there based on their point of view at this point. So Dumbledore obviously comes up, which is the correct theory. Yeah. Right. But at this point, like, they don't know anything, so they're just kind of, like, throwing things around. It's like, why would somebody want to poison Ron? I mean, Ron is definitely the least likely target out of all exactly. these people. Right. Yeah. Harry is pretty low on the list, too. I think so, too. So Slughorn, to me, based on what they said about, like, the Death Eaters wanting to, like, recruit him... I feel mm-hmm. like makes the most sense. I really like this whole thing where they're all having this conversation. Like, it makes sense that Fred and George and Jenny and Harry would have this conversation. They're all very active in that kind of thought process. But also, like, Fred and George don't know Slughorn, and Jenny doesn't necessarily know that the Death Eaters would potentially want Slughorn on their side. So, like, Harry's just dropping shit that Dumbledore told him. Like, it's nothing. He's like, yeah, my BFF Dumbledore said this. Yeah, Harry, flaunt it. It's fine. No one bats an eye. They're like, oh, yeah, Harry told us something Dumbledore said. Like, yeah, Harry is best friends with Dumbledore. That's a good point about the twins not knowing Slughorn. It's true. There is a typo on page 402 where it says, oh, this is when Hagrid comes in. Oh, I don't believe this. I think I might know what you're It says, the dormitory door is flung open. Yeah. They're not in the dormitory. They're in the hospital mm-hmm. wing. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Is it in your version too? Because um, I have the original um, hardback. Oh, well, I'm on page 42. 402. 402. 402. It doesn't look like you're on page 42 from 42, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. The door, yeah, it does say the dormitory doors flew open. So they didn't even catch that typo by the time they printed the nope. soft <clears throat> cover? Is that what that's called? Paperback. I guess paperback? it's paperback. <laughs> sure. Can you mm. soft cover? Soft, yeah, cover. soft cover. How do you feel about that, Brian? <laughs> Great. <laughs> do you like it soft cover or hard cover? Jesus. Soft. Cool. I like my tacos. I also prefer my tar- tacos. Because be people soft. who like hard tacos over soft tacos are stupid. Hi, I'm right here. Well, I'm sorry, but you're outvoted. I am the taco queen, so y'all can leave. I just think that it's I'm stupid. sorry, we're not taco peasants. We're the taco uh, who can overthrow the queen. What's a good term? Zero people. I could pick you up and throw you out the window right now if I wanted to. Queen. Here's the thing. It's, I don't not like hard tacos. They're just not my... I yeah. Don't. I'm not going to kick hard tacos out but of my head. But I think it's stupid that Taco Bell defaults to hard tacos I and agree. not soft oh, tacos. I can't tell you the last I time think, I ate a taco at Taco Bell. I think you oh. should have to ask Ooh. for a hard taco at Taco Bell. <laughs> no, the taco, taco Queen Bell, has high standards. If I taco Bell hoes, you know the Mexican pizza is back. So you know that's what's happening. I honestly like this. potatoes. Oh my yes. God. Cheesy potatoes. 
I got so excited when Brian said she's a cheesy potato. I get it. I Taco get it. Bell, sponsor us. <laughs> so yes, what were um, we talking about? Tacoing about? Yeah. We were tacoing about the typo, but it's Hagrid. Oh. Hagrid coming into the dormitory that yeah. suddenly they're in. Yeah. The other thing that I noticed was it says that Hagrid is wearing a bearskin coat. Hasn't it always been moleskin? Well, maybe it's extra cold outside, so he's like, gotta use my bearskin coat. This is the first time I've noticed. I, th- I don't think I've ever noticed skin. at all. Also, I feel like a bearskin coat is a lot more like inexpensive because you gotta kill a lot of moles for moleskin, but you only gotta kill one bear for bearskin. I don't want to be a coat. Also, if you're Hagrid, you have to kill at least two bears. I'm sure Hagrid has killed many bears in his time, if you know what I'm talking about. So yes, there are typos in this book. Molly and Arthur then come in. And Molly makes this big point to thank Harry. Basically saying, oh, I'm so thankful that Ron chose to sit next to Harry Potter that first year. And I'm like... I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong, but if Ron hadn't sat with Harry and they weren't friends, maybe they wouldn't have needed as much saving. That might not necessarily be true. Because in some cases, it was right place, right time. With Ginny, no. I think what would have happened with Ginny happened with Ginny. Yeah, I agree. But if Harry and Ron weren't best friends, then Ron wouldn't be picking up Harry's culverins the floor mm-hmm. and taking those and, you know... I don't necessarily know if Arthur would have been yeah. in the same situation either. I mean, you could have also said maybe it would have been somebody else that... Well, maybe not, because well, Ginny still would have had a crush of, on Harry. Yeah, so would have been part of the Lord of the Phoenix. That's a lot to, like, go yeah. back. So Molly is like, yay, Harry is in our lives, and it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. On the way out, when Pom Pom comes in, is like, there's not a sack of fable. That's when Hagrid leaves with Ron and Hermione. Or <laughs> Ron gets up and Ron, starts Ron's running. like, I can go now. <laughs> with, with Harry and Hermione. And, and then um, he's like, accidentally I'm going to talk about Snape. Oops. There's this whole thing. It goes back to, I think, the last time that Harry had a private lesson with Dumbledore. He mentioned the whole thing with Draco, and Dumbledore was like, don't worry about it. That kind of comes up here with this stuff between Snape and Dumbledore. Yeah, because at the end of this like, section, mm-hmm. he's like, ooh, I wonder what they talked about. Did, did Snape not investigate Draco enough? Yes. Basically is what that comes down to. Yes. But what I take it as, and either of you could probably answer this for me, is that Dumble just knows what's going on here. Dumble knows the end game because Snape is the double agent. Yes. To Harry, it seems like it's more about this stuff with Draco because since he's so transfixed on Draco. Right. But we know that it's what Snape is saying, which Hagrid says here that Snape says that Dumbledore is taking too much for granted. Snape's 10,000% correct. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's, I mean, 10,000. 10,000. 10,000 plus 100. Did, did you just do math? Yes. Good job. Thank you. Five <laughs> points to Brian. Oh, sure. yeah. Sure. I got five points. You're welcome. You also got points in previous books, too. So at this point, you probably have... You have more points than us. Maybe. I don't know. I've given Tara points before, too. So, But I'm a Gryffindor, so my points don't matter because the fucking hero of the book is a Gryffindor, so... Here's the boost line of this series. Everything's made up, but the points the don't points matter. The points don't matter. Oh, my points very much do matter. No, I'm saying her points don't matter. <laughs> my points don't matter. That is the true. points attributed I to still her. appreciate them. <laughs> You're welcome. You're right. Like, Harry is so transfixed on Draco that it all goes back to just Harry's continuous like Snape and Draco are bad so that's what his brain is like well and this is also the third time in the row now where adults in the series Lupin then Dumbledore and now Hagrid three men that Harry really really trusts have told him don't worry about Snape you'd care too much about Snape 
again, and this is what I've been saying this entire book, is we finally have a time where Harry can, like, say things and be heard and people in power telling him, don't worry about it, it's no big deal. So what is going to actually happen then when he witnesses Snape killing Dumbledore at the end of this book? I mean, how could Harry not think what he thinks after that? Right. But also, like, how could Harry not think the way he thinks because no one will tell him and he has good instincts and his instincts are always telling him otherwise, you know? Yes. One other thing I noticed from this conversation, too, is the symmetry of the series. And what I mean by this is Hagrid says something like, oh, this year is all like Chamber of Secrets again. So if you think about it, book two and six are all about this, like, whodunit kind of thing. We always talk about what is the quote-unquote genre of the book. And, of course, it's just usually us hypothesizing about, like, what is the actual theme of the book. So two and six are like that. Three and five are both these kind of breaks from Voldemort. If you think about it, like um, he's Voldemort kind of... Voldemort is totally in the fifth book. He is, but he's more in the background for most of it until the end. Because you know that he's come back, but you don't really see him okay. until that moment. Now. I mean, there's a little bit of an allusion to it in book three. Not nearly as much as it is in book five, where he's actually there. But it's more like background. And then book four is so interesting because of the Triversary Tournament. And then, of course, book one and book seven are the things that tie everything together. Right. That made me really think about how symmetrical the series is from a theme perspective. No, I, I thought that. I would bring it up. So now that I'm going to give any kudos to, what are we calling the author this episode, Brian? Nasty bitch. Oh, come on. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's, you put me on the spot. I'll give you a little bit more time to think about it. Thank you. Oh, like right now. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> Fugly, skanky, slut. I mean, we've called the bitch green bean gasserole before. So she is crusty cabbage. There we go. That's better than what came to my mind, which was bloody tampon. Harry is obsessed with Snape and Draco, but um, Hagrid is like hanging out with the kids, and Filch is like, "I'm like, oh yes, he is in detention." And, and Hagrid's like, like, "The like, fucking Hagrid little bitch, is, right?" And it's like Hagrid versus Filch. Filch. He's like, "I'm a fucking teacher." I'm also, like, I will you. flatten your ass. He's like, I could sit on you. Yes. Filch is like, I mean, we see, I can never remember the actor's name. David Bradley. We always Who see I what love. he looks like. But you know, even from the fucking series, that it's not like Filch is like a beefy guy. A beefy guy, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. No, he's like, he's a, a frail little man, obviously. Yes. I wish that we would have seen that. That would have been great. Hagrid's like, oh, fuck you. I could sit on you, bitch. (laughs) And they're like, well, okay, time for us to go. (laughs) So they get back to um, the common room. And this is where we see fucking Cormac McDickface waiting. I hate this guy. Oh, honey. Fucking. Like, how desperate can you be? You creeped around the fucking common room waiting for the captain of the Quidditch team to come back after you saw... A student who was poisoned. And who was also the captain's best friend. Right. And who's also your fucking classmate. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, oh, also, I have some pointers for you as for the team. And Harry is exhausted and, like, overwhelmed. And, like, he can't even just be like, fuck right off, you asshat. I'm going to bed. I wish <laughs> Harry had done that. but <laughs> Because he totally could have. It's like, it's late. This awful thing just happened. Finally get back into the common room. And then I have to deal with you being like... Oh, hey, your best friend almost just died. Can I take his place? Yeah. No! Go fuck yourself. Bye, I'm going to bed. That's what should have happened. That's really what should have happened. Dean can do it again. Right? I know that you're in love with this girl, Harry, but Dean is a better choice than Krusty Dickface. Right. 
Dina isn't even keeper, but I don't care. Uh, it, Anyone can be keeper matter. better than this guy. Based on what we see, and of course we'll get, we'll get into it, it Dina yeah, probably would have done better. It's just like, come on. He is a thirsty motherfucker. To be fair, he's really hot in the movie. Oh, I don't care. Is, I know. He is a very attractive man. I'm just saying. At this point in my life, I'm like, I don't care if you're the most attractive person I've ever seen. If this is the way that you behave, eat shit. He says something to Ron, too. Like, he could be a world class oh, yeah. and I wouldn't want to keep him. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah. I don't care how good you are if you're going to have this kind of attitude and act like this. And that's this. literally yeah. how I feel about everyone. You could be some rich, good-looking person with all of the talent and charm in the world. If you're not a good person, I don't want to be around you. Yeah. If you're not, like, decent and have values and manners. When you look at, like, numerology and tarot and all the stuff, 2023 is a chariot year, which means lots of positive change. So, accountability, I think, is might be a theme this year. Well, other than McClagan, Harry also has to deal with fucking lavender. Is, his name is McDickface. McDickface. Yes, Purple Girlfriend. Her purple name is Purple Girlfriend. Now, I will say, this stuff with lavender, I do not mind. Because if you're in her shoes yes her boyfriend almost got poisoned and she's a teenage girl right but like it's not harry's responsibility i really think that's one of those things where it's like yeah it's not harry's responsibility to handle all this doesn't she have girlfriends that she can talk to and she like, has pavardi yeah like talk to them about pavardi's it. probably like yeah i can't talk to you anymore because you'd be hanging off ron weasley maybe that's a good point how does pavardi feel about this i did kind of feel for her because it's like yes this is an awful thing for her and she's a young girl and do we expect her to have any sort of maturity about this? No. no. I mean, if Hermione is acting immature about this, like, love triangle, like, romance teenage bullshit, of course Lavender isn't going to act like that. It's funny because I don't know how many episodes we've talked about Lavender yet that have gone public, Brian, but prior to this book, I was like, ugh, this is a Lavender book. But I have had a very different perspective of her and I don't find her quite as irritating as I have in the past. Because the movie makes her out to be the biggest pain in the ass. 100%. I want to backtrack a little bit. In the book, they're talking about how the twins and Harry and Ginny are talking about theories about what happened to Ron. And Hermione is just like quiet sitting there. This is the first time I've ever noticed that when reading the book. And I was like... This is Hermione realizing how fucking petty and not herself she's been over this whole thing with Ron mm. and how she could have lost Ron being an ass about everything. And she's better than that. She's literally the best character in the whole fucking series. Yeah. Like, And I really feel like this moment is her coming to that conclusion of, oh my God, what have I done? And the other thing is like Hermione, this whole book before this, is trying to be at that level of annoying teenage girl. The whole thing where she like goes to the party with McDickface. This is Hermione not being Hermione. I know? love that interpretation because I did not notice that whatever. I whatever. never noticed that that was like part of that whole thing. I just kind of like Hermione was quiet so I wasn't thinking about her. Because we're analyzing it so closely I was like this mm. is her going this is not okay. Because what I did notice here is how abrupt the change is from I fucking hate you guys to oh 
this awful thing has happened that kind of brought me back down to earth. But I didn't notice the moment of reflection, which I think is really... We get a lot of time with Harry on that regard. We don't think about it with Hermione because she's so mature and she's so smart. And we don't think about her needing to have those moments. I've kind of felt this whole book. And I knew that we'd get to this point here. Ron isn't doing anything wrong besides being like a boy dating a yeah, girl. Yeah, Ron is absolutely... And I'm, the whole time I'm always annoyed with Hermione and how she's behaving. Not just because she's so unlike Hermione, but because... This is like petty, whiny bullshit where you're like being jealous of a girl, which you don't even have the fucking guts to be like, hey, I also kind of like you. Instead, you're going to fucking stick birds after him. Maybe this happens in the next chapter, but I think I had written something down about this sort of coming up between Ron and Hermione. And I'm like, okay, Hermione, this is your chance to actually say something about it. I don't know if you have even realized it up to this point that you have feelings for Ron, but now you've gone through this understanding so, like, why don't you say anything? The other thing, as I'm looking at my notes about Lavender in particular, and how she approaches Hermione, she refers to Hermione at some point when she's talking to when Harry. she's talking to Harry. She's you like, can't... is Hermione Granger still visiting him? You almost can't really fault Lavender because of how Hermione has treated her. It's clear when she says they haven't been talking to each other. That's the truth. Yeah. Now, what happens amid all this is Lavender keeps visiting Ron, but he's always asleep. Ron, grow a pair. So, yes. It's like that's such a boy thing. It's, it's such a it really boy is. thing. It is. It's also hilarious. It's so funny to me because it's like he now realizes through this traumatic experience perhaps that he doesn't like Lavender. Yeah. Now, was it the traumatic experience that did that? Or was it the anecdote that did that, that kind of wiped those feelings he had for Lavender? I went through a lot of conspiracy theories here. One of them was what if Lavender had given Ron a love potion and that anecdote got rid of that love potion as well. But then the other thought I had is what if the love potion that Romilda had in those cauldron cakes or whatever they were was so strong that it just completely wiped the feelings that he had for Lavender. There's so many potential reasons why because it does feel very abrupt that he's like making out with Purple Girlfriend constantly and then he goes through this experience and now he's like... I have to completely avoid her. What was it that caused that? I don't think we know. I don't think it matters. But it's worth noting that it could have been a multitude of different things. Sorry. It's okay. Well, the other Tara's thing... sneezy today. I know. I'm sneezy. I'm grumpy. What are you? Dopey. Aww. I really was like, if you say horny, <laughs> if you fucking say horny, you get extra points. You will get extra points. <laughs> no extra points for Brian. He's just dopey. He's just dopey. The other thing I thought about, though, with Lavender is that she kind of was annoying him through Christmas, but he's like, uh, I guess I'll just deal with it. Because remember they're talking about that fucking necklace? Oh, that yeah. is true, too. And that's completely another option. Maybe they're just naturally fell out of lust or whatever. So then we get to Quidditch. First Harry visits Ron. And is like, like, why are you sleeping with one Stop pretending to fucking sleep when when your girlfriend's here. Break it off with her because I cannot deal with this shit. And then he's like, ooh, there's Malfoy. I must follow. This is just like that moment in apparition class where he is like, I'm going to go over here. And then he's like, I would want my friends to be like around me. And I'm like, okay, cool. So why are you over here with Malfoy not around your friends? Harry being creepy. Harry's just being a bitch. Because then Draco is leaving with two women which yes I get it that's very suspicious but when like, Harry's Harry just like where are you going 
See, Harry Drake... is sus, not because he's concerned about these two girls. Of course, but at the same time, that's got to be sus to Draco to be like, what is it to you where right? I know him? Like, well, I mean, Draco knows Harry's obsessed with him because he's obsessed with Harry. Just well, not until this year with. was Harry completely obsessed with that's Draco. That's true. Draco's always been obsessed with so, Harry. So, <laughs> the stuff of, like, Harry going up to him, where are you going? Like, that is pretty weird, Harry. Right. And then he sits there and, like, watches them leave. And then he's like, oh, yes, now I have to go to this game. And this game is so fucking frustrating. Except thank God for Luna. Uh, that is the next thing I say is, OMFG Luna. I love that it's like Harry's like, no. And no, I, it is not Luna. Oh, my God. And I agree with Ron. Oh, Luna should always be the commentator. Hands down. It might just be us and Ron. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that. You know, McGonagall fired the fuck out of her. She probably did, but let's be honest, it's probably not just us. It's all fans of this series. Right, here's the thing. He's if Lee like, Jordan heard that, he'd be like, hell yeah, keep her. Yes. You know Lee Jordan would love that shit. Yes, absolutely. That was kind of amazing. Um, and the fact I, that like, she keeps on referring to, like, shapes of clouds. and Doesn't she say something about so-and-so having some loser... Loser's lurky. Yes. That's what she says about Zach Smith. One of my comments was, oh my God, just picturing Zach Smith as commentator, but puffs Zach Smith. That would have been a good idea for one of those monologues yeah. or something. Yeah. Just overall, it is really, really amazing to see that. No surprise that all of us hate fucking McDickface. God, how do you not know that you're fucking terrible? When you are busy yelling at someone and someone scores a goal. Not even because you missed it, because you weren't even fucking paying attention. I mean, have like some sort of tact. I actually thought of someone very specific from high school when reading this, of someone who just thinks that they have the power to tell anybody how to do anything. Not staying in your lane to the Oof. most extreme degree. You are the substitute here. This is an opportunity for you. This is your opportunity to be quiet and like do what you're told and do your best. Because that's how you're going to get on the team. Yeah. But your ego is so fucking inflated that you can't sit back and be like, oh, this is my opportunity to just, you know. He's just the fucking worst. Yeah. And of course it ends up cracking Harry's skull. Yeah, he ends up hitting Harry with a fucking bludger. I don't really have too much more to say about McDickface. I don't really care to talk about him anymore. I do like later in the chapter where Harry's like, I want to find McClaggan and kill him. And Humphrey is like, that would fall <laughs> that under would the fall heading under of over too much yes. yes. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I think somebody, maybe it was Ron, said something like, well, the rest of the team probably killed him anyway. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, yes, okay, good on the rest of the team. Yeah. Now when he is in the hospital wing, this is when he decides to summon Creature. And I'm like, do we really want to put Creature up to this when he did all that shit in the last chapter that ended up with Sirius dying? Last book, you mean? Last book, yes. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yes. I mean, that's book. why Krusty Cabbage put in there. He thought of everything. Right, Harry specifically To show that Creature really couldn't all get the out loophole. of it. Exactly. Yeah. He tried as, like, his very best to make sure that Creature couldn't find a loophole. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of loopholes, so house elves can apparate into Hogwarts, but mm -hmm. not anybody else. I think that was don't interesting. They don't they mention that at some point? We see it here, but it's not really a plot point until the seventh book in which... She has to cover it up because it happened here. Maybe this was good planning so, on Krusty Cabbage's part. I mean, maybe. I just think it's weird that in every book we hear, you can't apparate in Hogwarts, and then all of a sudden it happens. And yes, it's house elves, but still. Well, like, house it, elves do have different magic, which Hermione right. is constantly reminding the, everyone The of. other thing that I was trying to remember is, is Dobby working at Hogwarts still at this point? Yes. yes. 
Okay, but creature, creature is, is too. Harry oh, sends him to Hogwarts in like this first or second chapter okay. of the book. Okay, I forgot. That's yeah. what I couldn't remember. So was it then something where they were already fighting and he just Yeah, they were to... fighting yeah. and apparently they were talking about Harry because that's probably all Dobby talks about. Probably. <laughs> this is a very weird loophole because the fact that they came together, I'm like, okay, that's kind of bizarre. But then that whole apparition thing too. And, and then Peeves is there cause... like, I was watching that, bitch. Yeah, yes. That too. I, <laughs> bitch, I was watching yeah. that. <laughs> Which I love. There are very few Peeves... moments where I love Peeves and this is one of them. Peeves is kind of like a treasure in this series when you don't want him to not exist at all. Mm-hmm. Like, But here's the other thing going back to, oh, they have different magic. And you could say, yeah, they're not going to apparate until they're, unless their master calls them and stuff like that. But having certain house elves all of a sudden come to your school also isn't a great thing. You know, Creature wow. being one of those examples. Right. I just think it's a very weird little It's Well, here's this. the thing is it's not Hogwarts that that elves need to have different magic things for. It's for Creature. In the seventh book, Creature's tale about how Creature survived being in the cave lake. Okay, wow. Because... Regulus calls him home. Literally, Creature is being drugged underneath the surface by the Inferi after Voldemort makes him put the Horcrux in the basin in the middle of the island thing. And Creature is literally dying and Regulus calls him home. And because he's an elf, he has to follow his master's orders. That is where the loophole is. And that's what it's for. It has nothing to do with Hogwarts. Okay, that is pretty interesting. It's now, just, the fact that it does happen after this, this moment... Maybe it is helpful for this moment because it feels so arbitrary. At the same time, we always talk about, I mean, we had a mental health episode this season. Uh, Creature could probably do with some therapy. Poor Creature, he has to have PTSD. And we've talked about this before, Krusty Cabbage, and like the little tiny things through the series end up being fucking huge. Like in this book where Harry puts his book in a cabinet and puts a a head with a tiara on top of it and we're like who gives a shit and then in the seventh book it'll go Wait, has this happened yet no thank god because i would have been but like, like when <laughs> when harry hides the half princess book yeah that is That's a little tiny thing that christy cabbage did which is very interesting because we'll talk about this more in the last episode because the core cruxes are really popping up now yeah that is what the whole thing so harry calls creature which is really also important that harry can call creature and he, there he is yeah I mean, it's what we did in the second chapter of the book, where he called Creature, and Dumbledore was like, yeah, he's yours. Yes, although that was at the Dursleys, and we know that he knows magic protecting that right? place, so not Hogwarts level magic. All right, well, we're going to play a game, Ooh, okay. and this is another game that we've played with three people before, because it kind of needs three people, and I don't think that you're going to enjoy this, Tara. We're going to play- And yet she's going to win it. Well, it's one that both of you can win together. It's a a cooperative game. We're going to play Alphabet Soup. Do you remember what this one is? Oh, no. So I want you guys to tell me what happens during the Quidditch game. Oh, fuck. But I'm going to interrupt you in the middle, and it's going to flip to the other person. I'm going to tell them what letter they have to start with. It's not where I thought that was going. Oh, what did you think it was? I thought we were going to have to, like, tell it, but, like, each sentence or word had to start with the next letter of the alphabet or something. Oh, not quite. I'm basically going to give you the letter. This was inspired by a TikTok filter. I want Brian to start, and you can start on any letter that you want, but I'm going to interrupt you at some point, and it'll switch to Tara. I'm going to tell her which letter she has to use. Whenever you're ready. Harry was almost late to the game, so he was feeling a little bit hurried and flew up uh, to get the game started. 
and everyone's flying around, and then Harry heard B bitch face McFucker yelling at his teammates, and it was not okay. And Harry was like, "Excuse you, I am the fucking captain, you ho bag." F fuck you. You can't just <laughs> come in here and start acting like you're the captain when you're not. So why don't you do your job as the keeper? Because you're not. Because someone just scored while you were yelling at everyone else. G goblin face McDickfuck. <laughs> goes back to the goalposts where he's probably thinking about how much more he can fuck up the game because he thinks he knows better. And Harry flies up to look for the snitch and he's listening to Luna talk about Luna shit, which is incredibly entertaining. And he's S. Seriously considering why he is here and not having a threesome with Draco Malfoy, where he would much rather be. And Luna can clearly sense Harry's desire because she starts commenting on how distracted he seems. Meanwhile, scores... Penis. 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 Is that all you It's have? one of the shapes of the clouds that Luna notices. There it is. And, <laughs> and Harry also starts to notice it and thinks about Draco. And then Luna says something about him. Uh, Pee again! <laughs> Playing for both teams, but really he should only be playing for the one because that's what he's here to do. And that is when Harry starts to hear McDickface bragging about how good he is with someone else's bat in his hand. And he's like, well, that's gay. And he goes down and he's like, oh, you're talking about like a literal... See, my strategy is to immediately think of like, what is the like best word I can use to like start this off? I know, but I can't think of one. Ratchet. Sure. Rectum. Ratchet bet. And he be like, excuse me, McFucker, don't tell people how to use that bat because you don't even understand how those work. And then... W. <laughs> what do you know? Dickface is like, here, let me show you how good I am with a bat. And so he hits the bludger and it knocks Harry unconscious and then Harry... Wakes up in the hospital wing where he loves to spend so much time. And we're gonna end on F. Fuck! The end. <laughs> what about the movie? What about the movie? What about the movie? What about the movie? Um, well, we don't have to deal with any of that shit that we just talked about uh, in terms of the game. Fucking McDickface. They're in the hospital wing. They're in the hospital wing. There are more than six people there. Well, it's also not the same people. Harry and Hermione are the only. And then, ones like, in the movie that are Dumbled also in the book. They're being weird about teenage romances, and then He's Lavender like, oh, charges in, and the like, romance of the children. It's so fucking weird and so poorly written. And so I the movie we have Dumbledore, Snape, McGonagall, and Slughorn. Mm -hmm. Now, when we were Why watching is Snape it, there. That's the main thing because Slughorn, obviously, this he was comes there out of, when Ron yes. was yeah poisoned. Dumbledore, Dumbledore is the headmaster. McGonagall is the head of house. Exactly. Why the fuck is Snape there? The only thing I could have thought just of... pay Alan Rickman whatever you promised him and don't put him in extra scenes just because. <laughs> because Snape is the Hamilton to Dumbledore's Washington. There it is. Or he's oh. the Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. I like mine better. But at the same there time, like, if this was just a rat poison, that's not necessarily dark magic. Because he was poisoned. Right! That was the main thing. That's so stupid. So that was all weird, and then Lavender, like, comes running in, and she's like, why's this hussy here? I'm his girlfriend. And... One, one. <laughs> one, one. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, oh, now you're interested in him because he's all interesting. And she's like, he was poisoned. Which I hate that she says that. I hate so much of this scene because it's just so weird. But, like, 
In the book, we didn't talk about this as much because when Lavender talks about Hermione to Harry and she's like, well, now that he's interesting and Harry's like, would you call being poisoned interesting? <laughs> and like, it's that same vibe. But I liked it so much better in the book when Hermione is sitting there by his bedside holding his hand and you're like, clearly we're just like hitting them against each other, which is just yeah. poor writing in the movie. Part of me would have loved to see Hermione be like, you think this is interesting? Let me tell you what we've been doing the last five years. Right? Like, like right, this really? Is yeah, yeah I've always found him interesting. Yeah, in the says, movie, she does say, and for the record, I've always found him interesting. She's like, yeah. um, we yeah. fucking played a giant game of chess when we were 11. And then. <laughs> Bitch, I was petrified a few years ago. Get fucked. That was right? more interesting than your right? like, boring ass. Then this is, of course, and I love. I mean, of course, I love it more in the book. When she's like, I'm here, wah, wah. That's when Ron is like, tossing and turning, he's like, Hermione. And they're like, whoa, Voldemort must be in there somewhere. And then, and she's like, oh, 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 and then she runs, runs away. away. like a Disney princess. Yeah. She and then Dumbledore's like, huh, breeders. <laughs> That's what it is. That, it's not like, Oh, young romance. It's totally... Right, ha, and my favorite, oh, my favorite is, um, is if you look at Maggie Smith and Jim Broadbent when he does that, they're like, shut up. <laughs> they both have a look on their face like, maybe you shouldn't comment on this. <laughs> and I was like, so was that in the script or did those two actors just go, this is awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way that's done in the book just feels more real to me. Yeah. Which is wild because sometimes it's... Well, also, it's, you know, we don't get Fred and George. We don't get any of the Weasley family. We don't get Hagrid. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we don't get any of this um, McDick face bullshit, which, fine. But fine also, I wouldn't have mind looking at him more. I don't care. He's very... You could also I look in the toilet him. after taking a huge shit. <laughs> I don't know. You do you. I'll do me. Speaking of a huge shit in the toilet, Cormac McLaggen gets negative 50 points. And actually, I'm going to honor what one of you said. I don't know which one it was. It was me. Negative 50 points from the first half of the chapter and negative 50 from the second half of the chapter. So that's negative 100 to Cormac McLaggen. So... Corman Pink Dickface's tanking the Gryffindor points this year. I was going to say, that's a yeah. huge loss. That is a Gryffindor. big loss. Damn. And we also have Ramil Devane in this book. So. Yeah. But don't worry, because we also have, you know, Snape, Draco, Voldemort. Right. I'm sure you'll be fine. We've got the Harry Potter. <laughs> Plus 20 to both Hagrid and Luna. Because we didn't really talk about it too much when Hagrid comes in, but the fact that Hagrid does come in and he's like rushing in to see Ron is also very, very sweet. I love so, Hagrid so much. And Luna, because she got a new job and she's never uh, going to get fired from that. So, oh my God, don't even think about she's it. She's so good. And then plus 10 to Pomfrey. <laughs> um, because Pomfrey is trying her best to keep this at oh a minute. Oh my God, she really is. I just, I fucking love her line yes. to Harry. And Pomfrey knows that a party should not be more than six people. Ding right. dong. Also, she knows that killing a fellow classmate is overexerting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of your lines ever. Yeah, is, I laugh out loud at that fucking It's not scene. the way that the other classmate going to die. It's that. Yeah, she's not like, um, you, pre- you shouldn't kill your classmate. She's like, you just gotta smash yeah, in the head with a blister. So, my other favorite line that I was going to bring up earlier, but the moment kind of passed already. Can I see that real quick? Yeah. It's when Harry is kind of thinking back to himself of like, what did Snape do? Why wouldn't Dumbledore have told me about Snape being all sus? One of Harry's thoughts that made me laugh this time, and I literally read it in my voice and like my sassy tone, 
Maybe Dumbledore didn't want to distract Harry from the lessons or procuring the memory, blah, blah, blah. Perhaps Dumbledore did not think it right to confide suspicions about his staff to 16-year-olds. There's that. <laughs> There's, There's that. that. I mean, honestly, though, the fact that Harry comes to that conclusion and it's just like, like maybe it's that. I feel like <laughs> that's the thought that went through my head right. as I'm reading Right? Maybe I he just, doesn't want to talk about his staff to a 16-year-old. Like, I appreciate that, that Harry gets to that point, but you're like, yeah, Harry, you're a fucking student. Like, this is none of your fucking Yeah. Business. And speaking of, 10 points to Dobby. Oh! Um, oh, Dobby. Because Dobby's beaten Creature's ass. Also, Dobby took a little too far in this chapter. Where he's like, I will die. He's like, if I don't do this right, I will jump off of a building and kill myself. <laughs> Harry's like, no, 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 <laughs> no not, that's, not, that's not necessary. necessary. <laughs> I read that line and I was like, God damn. <laughs> oh, Dobby. The number one drama king in this whole fucking series. If I don't do your bidding exactly as you want it, I will kill myself. Such a fucking drama queen. Well, we're going to find out if Dobby kills himself next time. <laughs> chapter, in chapter 20. 20. Lord Voldemort's, Voldemort's request. request. And what is Lord Voldemort's request? For Dobby to kill him. <laughs> he wants to come back to Hogwarts. He does. Friends. He's like, this is a magical place. I want to be here. And Dumbledore's like, uh, the fuck you ain't. Oh, nope, bye. Oh, that's too damn bad. We're going to talk about that next time. <laughs> Brian will still be here. Okay, bye. Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!